Okay, I'm so gonna get bashed for this. Are you guys ready for some loud opinions? It's Yara, by the way, and welcome to Unorthodox, the place where I'm gonna open the can of worms no one wants to touch. That's what happens when you give a skeptic a microphone. Join me on Patio for weekly episodes where I attempt to explore the ins and outs of society and people, and I ask the most important question of them all, why? Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Unorthodox. So the last episode I was discussing the importance of getting a healthy divorce and how that's almost virtually impossible in our country. Today I'd like to discuss relationships in general. And when I say discuss, I absolutely don't mean that I'm going to be praising the way relationships happen in Lebanon, because that would make for a vomit-inducing episode. No, in fact, most of the relationships I've seen revolved around an imbalance in who has the final word in the relationship. Now, as we all know, in the region here in general, it's very patriarchal. Usually there's an imbalance of, I don't want to say power, but I'm going to say it anyway. There's an imbalance of power in relationships in which, you know, men have the final say usually. There are instances in which... Um, these instances happen. I'm not saying they don't. Again, I just speak generally. We do live in a patriarchal society. And within that patriarchy comes a sort of unfairness in judging the two genders that make up a relationship. And by that I mean women are usually more harshly criticized for their history, for their past, for their actions, for their mistakes than men are. Yani, to give you an example, let's talk about, you know, um, heterosexual relationships. So a guy and a girl in our society, the girl has had previous relationships. The girl has probably had sex before this relationship. Maybe she's gotten engaged and this is something that the guy himself or his family or people surrounding him are going to judge her by, by the fact that Awala, she has a reputation. Now, I want to I wanna stick with that word for a bit, reputation. You expect every single woman in the region to not have seen anything, to not have encountered sex or relationships or being in love or dating or going out with people or meeting someone online or a stranger or at a bar or at the movies or whatever. Why is it that this is something that is so wrong? This experience that you have, experience equals slut. Why is that a thing in our society? And I'm not exaggerating here. I've seen this happen up close. I've seen it in front of me in which, masalan, a guy in a relationship is allowed to have friends who are girls, is allowed to have um, a past, is allowed to have had encounters with multiple women. You know, boys will be boys. As for girls, though, it's a problem. It doesn't mean that she's a whore, you know? If you ask me, and 
you give me the two situations side by side and we're going to judge the situations. Let's say hypothetically we're judging here either way because that's what we do in society, specialty. And no, Albinet, she has had four previous relationships. Well, Shab has had four previous relationships. If you're going to judge the girl, you have to judge the guy equally. In the end, a relationship is a relationship. If he has a penis with the fact that, you know, he's not a man whore, let's say, he could be one. And he could not be one. And he could just be a normal person who is experiencing life. And she could just be that person as well. So why is it that we have to... على انه اه هيدي كانت تحكي مع كثير شباب او هي مارقه على كذا شاب شو سلعه يعني ما فهمت ثاني شيء let's talk about the reason for that let's talk about the objectification of women in general انه هيدي مارقه على كذا حدا وانا بقدر روح وبنام مع مين ما بدي وانا نسوان وما بعرف شو وسهر وكل يوم بحكي وحده بس اذا وحده بحكيها هي بتعمل هيك مثلي automatically she is Slut. I'm sorry I keep repeating these words, but this is something we hear a lot. Something we hear not only from guys in the relationship, but from their entourage, from their families. مين بيعرفوا وهن مين شايفين وهن شو عاملين وكيف الصيت وبدنا اواد وما بدنا ما بعرف شو بيكون ابنا للمدام شايف مارق على نص لبنان يعني ماشي الحال هلا اي دونت مين تو كمان افتري انا على الشباب اول اي مين تو ساي از ذات يو نو اتس فاين اف يو هاف اكسبيرينس ان لايف اتس فاين اف يو بين ثرو ديتينج ديفرنت بيبول بيبول فروم ديفرنت باك جراوند بيبول هو دونت ريلي ثينك لايك يو اتس جود ات مينز You get knowledge about these things in life. It means you're not stupid and, and you're not going to fall into a trap in the future. It means that you're probably a good lover. It means that you're probably someone who can hold a conversation, someone who can defend themselves, someone who has been through heartbreak and, and can take care of themselves in that way. It doesn't necessarily mean that the girl is... Sorry, I'll kill me. Now comes a topic that I've also already discussed. And I'd like to bring it up again. Let's talk about sex. Not the act of intercourse, but the shame surrounding it. And I've had a full episode about this in which I've ranted about, you know, the importance of having sex with consent, having sex in a healthy manner, being healthy in your decisions, being wise in your decisions. And now I'm going to talk about the unfairness of sex in our society. As I've mentioned in my episode before, everyone has sex in the Arab region, right? But not everyone admits to it. Yani, either it's like this trophy thing where it's like, I'm going to die, and I'm going to die, and I'm going to die, it's a problem. No. Hey, the big SH word. No, we can't really do that. You can't really judge someone based on that. Again, life is about experiencing things. And if that person is and she's doing it with consent and with with full knowledge of what exactly she's getting into or what exactly he's getting into, then it's none of anyone's business. We need to get over this mentality. And what comes with this mentality is cohabitation. This is something that I love talking about. I am a huge fan of cohabitation. I am someone 
who, if I get into a serious relationship in my life, I would like to live with my partner, to experience living with someone. Because if you really think about it, let's say you aspire to get married one day, you aspire to have a family, to raise children, you're not going to marry by marrying them. Yani, if you don't know someone's living habits, if you don't know how clean someone is, how someone behaves in a house, then you can't really think of spending your life with them. I think it's absolutely absurd how people know, okay, fine, then and then they start living with that person. And then tension happens. And then they see, you know, oh, so we have different living habits. So it's going to take us some time to acclimate to this. All of these things can come before marriage. And it's not haram or mabarif shu. Again, I'm not getting into religion now. Let's leave that aside. Um, that are extremely logical, that shouldn't be muharrami. This is one of them, cohabitation. It's not the work of the devil, guys. It's the work of logic. It's common sense to be able to know what you're getting into. Imagine you marry someone, you don't know how they live. You don't know uh, in, a, in a closed environment. Imagine being in the same space as someone, apparently for the rest of your life, because that's the vow that you made, right? And you don't like living with them. That causes a problem. That's a problem for me. Yani, Anna, I've been in university. I've been in dorms in university, and I've had to live with people. You know, they're clean, they're organized, they're neat, they're not loud, they're not noisy, they're genuinely nice people to live with. I wouldn't have been able to live there. Like, this is literally common sense. Why is it okay for us to cohabitate in dorms and, and in apartments, but it's not okay for us to cohabitate in a relationship in which the commitment is by far much, much larger and much, much longer than a dorm? than a three-year university degree. I see it as something essential for the sustainability of a relationship. I don't see Keith and no. Imagine living with someone and they're dirty, masalan, or they throw their laundry everywhere and you can't really, everywhere doesn't pick them up. Someone who has bad body odor that you can't really tell unless you're in very close quarters with this person. Someone who's generally very noisy and very disruptive and just annoying. How am I going to be able to marry someone like this? To live with them on the long term if I can't even stand them for a couple of days. So cohabitation, give it a thought, you know. It'd be nice if you gave it a thought. And from cohabitation, we have marriage. So I've already touched upon this a lot. But the importance of cohabitation is that it's sort of like a prova for marriage, right? Living with your partner when you're in a relationship is sort of like rehearsal or sort of like a tiny window into the, the rest of your life. Can you have different careers? Can you have different times in which you can be together? You have to try this out. Relationships don't happen over WhatsApp. Where it's like, okay, what if it's an AI computer you're talking to, Habibi? What if it's like a catfisher? It's someone who's scamming you. What? 
bro, what's wrong with you? Calm down. Like, I don't understand people who do that. How do WhatsApp relationships, social media relationships in general? What do you think about it? And one person or one person Okay, I gave you my number. Yalla, we're talking. Oh my God, I fell in love and now we're dating. But I've never seen him or seen her before. How does that make sense? Tainishi, you're in a relationship. One of the biggest factors of being in a relationship is physicality. As a species, the human race needs physical affection unless you're a sociopath or a psychopath. Maybe, maybe then you don't need affection, in which case you need, you know, help. But in general, we are a species that need physical touch, that need sex, that need intimacy, that need to be with someone. So I don't understand how, you know, people don't have that. You're not going to allow your son or your daughter to go out. You're not going to allow them. You're not going to allow them to experience the world. How do you expect them not to be rebellious? I know so many people who have gotten themselves into a lot of trouble because they went behind their parents' back just because their parents were so conservative. Conservative to the extent that they needed to know every single second where their children were. You need to have your independence. You need to give your children their independence. It's, it's natural. It's natural And you're not allowed to see your friends. And I want to know mean. It's normal that your kids are going to lash out. And your kids are going to get themselves into shit. And sometimes, and it could lead to a lot of dangerous stuff. It could lead to them meeting dangerous people, getting into dangerous relationships, getting hurt because of that, just because you don't want them to go out past 10 at night. Relax, relax. I understand that it's dangerous. We're not living in great times right now. But at the same time, that little bit of freedom, that little bit of nafas away from, from living in a close space with your parents all the time. I'm not saying it's bad. I love family. I love my own family. I love living with them. I love being with them. But are there times in which I feel like I need my space? Yes. And the same can be applied to relationships as well. You want to be with someone? If you're not going to see them the whole time, and you're only going to talk via social media or WhatsApp or on the phone, that's not good. That's not healthy. And if you're going to see them 24-7, and you're going to be that's also not healthy. First of all, you can form toxic attachment. Second of all, you can easily get sick of the other person. It's normal. Everything in moderation. That's the motto in, in life. Everything in moderation, even your relationships. It's very important to get space. I'm not preaching. It sounds a bit preachy what I'm saying, but I'm not preaching. I'm just saying like, it's common sense to think that you would need a break from someone. In my own house, 
sometimes نكون قاعدين انا وعائلتي اوكي عم نتغدى شوي خلصنا غدا قعدنا مع بعض we saw each other there's like an hour in the afternoon where every person is off doing their own thing we are all taking our space you know just breathing in breathing out relaxing and then we can see each other again we are we form societies as humans for a reason we are social beings but not to the extent where you cannot have your space and that's just suffocating these very very small examples of what goes on in everyday life in our society are just like a notion of the toxicity that we have among us we are living in a toxic environment and it's up to us to be able to to know when and how to get out of it you know it's it's not a joke when you say relationship when you say i'm with someone it's not a joke it's not to be taken lightly no matter what your relationship status is you want to be friends with benefits be friends with benefits but do it wisely you want to have an open relationship by all means go for it but do it wisely so the point of this episode which just um you know something that came to mind last week and i have a friend who is going through something and we were discussing relationships in general and this just came up and and i wanted to delve into it i just got all these ideas in my head and i'm like okay this is what i want to talk about So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and let me know what you think about relationships. Follow unorthodox_podio on Instagram and send me some ideas if you have them. Thank you so much for listening everyone and I'll see you guys next time. Do 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 do